With somebody who really helped us take a look around is Larry Weber, a naturalist and author. He joins us every Friday for Backyard Almanac. Hi, Larry. How are you? Yeah, hi. I haven't been uh, living up to that every Friday recently, but I, I hope to, I hope it will be now. Uh, yeah, we have a fabulous, fabulous, fabulous morning. And did I say it was fabulous? Uh, it's just been amazing. Each of these last three mornings have been fabulous. Now, why do I say that? Because it cools off, and when it cools off, this morning we had 50 degrees here, uh, the dew settles, and when the dew settles in September, it's time to get out and take a look at spider webs. And I have been doing it each of the last three mornings, and uh, I will probably do it again. <laughs> that is a great way to spend the early morning. You never realize how many spider webs there are until they're draped with dew. Now they're out there anyway, even if there is no dew, but we don't see them well. And the dew just hangs on them, and this is the time to look. Once the sunlight comes up, once the winds pick up, it's a little bit harder. The dew dissipates, and it's a little harder to see them. But I was on my walk this morning, and as always in a September morning like this, I found hundreds of them. Yeah, it's just that's a great sign to see that many spider webs. There are different kinds of webs. But the webs that most of us look for are the circular ones known as orb webs, and I found many of those uh, many of those this morning. So, yeah, great way to get out there. We're going to have plenty more mornings like this, so take advantage of it. The uh, high temperature, as you forecasted uh, for this afternoon, may get upper 70s, perhaps even 80. That would be the warmest day of the month so far. Temperatures in September so far have been not that different from normal, just a little bit above normal, but not much. Been pretty pleasant. And it could be, depending on the rest of the next couple of weeks, it could even be the hottest day of the entire month. So we'll see what it has to offer. The winds are very important right now for migration. We are now, this week we passed the threshold of less than 12, sorry, less than 13 hours of daylight. That means with the shorter days, there's plenty of migration that goes on, and the winds are very important. Each of the last two days, the winds have been from the northwest, and Hawk Ridge has been the place to be. I would recommend it. Anybody who can get out there to take a look. On uh, day before yesterday, see, this is Friday, so that would have been Wednesday, uh, there were recorded of about 5,000 raptors flying over. And then that was the biggest number of the season so far. And then yesterday, that was doubled, almost 10,000 flying over. Now, of those 10,000, more than 9,000 were broadwing hawks. Broadwing hawks are early migrants. They are cousins of red-tailed hawks. They're a little bit smaller. Many of them nest in this area, but they winter way down in Central America, which means they are an early migrant, and September is the time to see them. They also are a fly flocking bird and when you have a day like yesterday, many times the flocks are very large. Uh, in between 11 o'clock and in the morning and 2 o'clock in the afternoon, that three-hour period yesterday, about 7,000 flew over. And for the counters, it's a little bit difficult to count that many in flocks, and these flocks tend to fly very high, uh, especially if the skies are clear. So, But nevertheless, it is definitely worth getting to take a look at Hawk Ridge. They uh, count more than just 
uh, the raptors. They also count the songbirds and other any non-raptor. And I was impressed with their list of warblers that they had seen this week, as well as thrushes, as well as woodpeckers and uh, pelicans and all these. So there's a good deal going on. You know, migration happens all over the place, but it's good that we have a place that we can just see the migration going on. So I highly recommend that. The other things of note, as we are moving in now to the last week of summer, headed toward the autumnal equinox, which this year is September 22. The other things of note, of course, is the leaf color. And leaf color is happening. I notice a difference on my walks every day more yellow showing up and probably the tree that's demanding the most attention right now at least from some spots where they grow very thickly is the black ash black ash are mostly in the swamp we tend to overlook them but if you go by a swamp just take a look they really demand a lot of attention seeing yellow at this time there's also yellow in birches and basswoods and aspen and even some maples are showing yellow but there's reds as well. I saw a lot of reds in this morning from dogwoods and pin cherries and the sumac and Virginia creeper and red maple, all of those showing a lot of red color as well. And as we continue to go through September, those colors are going to continue. Uh, other things of note besides the spiders and the migration and the color is I like to look at the fall wildflowers. And fall wildflowers fall into three groups for the most part, and that is the sunflowers, the asters, and the goldenrods. We are getting a change going on with the all of them, but there's still a lot of sunflowers out there, many of which are quite tall, and they're in bloom. Almost all of them are yellow. There is the same thing going on with goldenrods. There's a change with the different species of goldenrods, but there's a couple kind that are still quite fully in bloom, and one of them that just started about last week. So we get a variety. We've got about 12 kinds of goldenrods. Now, to most people, they just look like the yellow along the side of the road, and they all look the same. But if you get off and take a look, there's quite a difference. Same thing with the asters. The asters are... Uh, more, they're more varied in their colors. They're white or blue or purple, but they linger. And of the three of them, they're the ones that last most as we get into fall, even into October. Uh, other things happening right now, I had some great uh, apple eating this week from a tree. Uh, crab apples are ripe. Uh, Highbush cranberries are ripe. Uh, there's also rose hips getting ripe. Uh, acorns, I've been hearing acorns falling every day. Sugar maple seeds have been falling, and mountain maple seeds are getting ready to fall. Lots of tomatoes in the garden. And then we have a tree that kind of sets the pace for the rest of them, and that is the, uh, the hawthorn. Hawthorn is a cousin of the apples, and if you take a look at them, you'll see little tiny apples on it. Uh, they set the pace by being the first tree to drop their leaves. And I saw one this week that it was completely devoid of leaves. It still had a lot of the uh, fruits on it, but no leaves. Thanks to some uh, conditions, I'm not sure if it has been much rain, but some kind of conditions, we're getting some fungi now. I've been seeing a lot of puffballs lately. Puffballs are little ball-shaped fungi that usually we see on uh, <clears throat> logs. And they're not very big. They're about the size of a golf ball at most. And uh, when they get ripe and you step on them or bump them, 
uh, they give off a bunch of spores, and that's almost looking like smoke, and that's why they're called puffballs. But I, but they have a cousin called the giant puffball, and I've been seeing a few of these this week, some of them as big as a football. I've also seen sulfur shells, known as uh, chicken of the woods, and oyster fungus. I've seen some various boletes, and then I saw a foliota, also known as scale cap uh, fun, a mushroom, and that was a good sighting because usually they are later in the fall. In the uh, world of insects, there is still plenty of insect activity. I see it mostly with the uh, bees and wasps, hornets, things like that still being quite active. And then I had a wonderful experience this week. I was out walking after dark, which incidentally, the uh, the stargazing has been astronomical, just fabulous. Get out and take a look at the stars. They've just been great. We are in a new moon phase, so it's a good chance to see them. But anyway, I was out walking after dark one day this week, and I came across a few glowworms. Glowworms are the larval form of the firefly. Fireflies for us are most common in June, maybe stretching into early July. That's the adult, and the adults use their light to get attention for the sake of mating. The glowworm is the larval form, and they live down on the ground. They also have a light. Now, in their case, the light is not used for the sake of mating. There's some controversy about why they even have a light, but I kind of go along with the fact that seeing a light, if you're a predator and you're walking along looking for food and you see this lighted thing there, you're liable to say, oh, no, I'm going to stay away from that. So it might be a bit of a deterrent. But, yes, glowworms are, are common. We get them every fall, but we have to get out after dark. Uh, crickets, crickets are still calling. And well, as well as uh, I hear coyotes every night as well. So some wonderful things are going on. Yeah, this is this is September and welcome to September. There's a lot to be seen. So take care. Thank you, Larry. Take care of yourself. Larry Weber, an educator, author and naturalist. He joins us every Friday here on 103.3 for Backyard Almanac.